Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, uh, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. Wherever you are, I want to thank you. Thank you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation right here in our great nation on the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant, and I want to be uh, very clear that uh, today I'm going to be tooting my horn a little bit in the name of glorifying God. Glorifying uh, our my Lord, my Savior, Jesus Christ. Can't speak for nobody else. I can only tell you about me. Uh, for letting this we reach ten year, ten year anniversary of yesterday. I, you know, my um, um, pro, not my producer, but uh, my executive film producer, Luke Livingston, who I'm going to try to have on with me tomorrow, uh, sent me a text. I got it this morning. I don't even know if Luke realized himself, but he said. Uh, 10 years ago yesterday and he sent me the the uh movie where we opened in movie theaters he sent me the um you know the the movie poster with me walking down the railroad track and you had dr thomas soul and everybody andrew breitbart glenn every glenn back everybody uh deneen borelli everybody was lined up down there alveda and uh, who was in the film and um, I did not realize that 10 years has passed since, I, uh, since we made Runaway Slave. And I must tell you this, when we look at what's going on in our country today, I encourage, in fact, uh, we're, we're definitely in, in negotiation about how we re-release this thing in the 10-year anniversary. When we look back over what we were talking about 10 years ago in America, then there is no question that uh, Runaway Slave way, way, way ahead of its time. And uh, it, it actually... Is so was so ahead of his time that when you look at what's going on today, you would think that the film is being made today, about today. It's a am- it's amazing. I was talking to uh, uh, my uh, executive producer of the CL Bryant Show, Michelle, uh, just um, you know, just a well, thirty minutes ago before he came on, we we're doing show prep and all this kind of thing. And uh, 
hey, she was saying that this film was so important because I didn't know Michelle 10 years ago, but I've known Michelle seven. Michelle and I've been doing the show seven years. Uh, and in fact, uh, got great guests coming on today. I got a new introduction uh, for you uh, here today. Scott Adams is coming up at the, the bottom of the uh, hour. And then uh, at the bottom of the second hour, uh, top of the top of the second hour, I have someone that I really want to introduce you as a new member of our team. And then at the uh, bottom of the second hour, Michelle is going to come and help me close it out. We got to we we would celebrate on the Fourth of July. We would celebrate seven years. We would have celebrated seven years of the C.L. Bryant show being in um, syndication or being, well, we've been in syndication five years, but uh, we were first on the air regionally seven years ago, K-E-E-L in Shreveport, Louisiana. Never will forget it. Uh, And uh, we um, are glad, glad to be back here with you. Now, oh my goodness, where, oh, where, oh, where do we start here today? National Educators Association, the NEA. Oh my God! I want you to. I want you. To, I just want you to to hear this. I just want you to to get an idea of what's going on in these people's minds. Okay. I just want you to get an idea of what's going on in these people's minds. First, they want you to believe, huh, that they are not teaching. Kids to hate themselves because of the skin, the color of their skin. They're wanting you to believe that they're not teaching kids to hate themselves because of the color of their skin. But the kids say that they're teaching them to hate themselves because of the color of their skin. Or maybe the color of their skin is not. And the kids are saying, the kids are coming home to their parents. They're they're coming home to their parents. And they are saying to their parents, I don't think I'm a good person. I, what? Now, 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 by and large, by and large, these are both the camps of kids coming home to their parents saying that they don't think they're a good person. Now, I, wa- I, want, you to, I want you to hear this. Put yourself in the modern day uh, typical seven, eight, nine, ten-year-old kids uh, place right now. First of all, school is one of those places where you already have tribalism. You already have it. Now, now it's not tribalism by colors as they're trying to make it now. But in school, you already have tribalism. I dare you to be the new kid at school and go sit down at one of the tribe's tables that you have not been invited to. Okay? They will make you feel like a clown. Are you hearing me? Now, this is what, I'm, this is what I got from my uh, kids as they were growing up because, you know, every three or four years, uh, we lived in another part of the country. <laughs> you know, my kids can tell you that. Every three or four years, we lived in another part of the country. Like for them, it was like being in the army, you know. And they would have to make new friends, and they would tell me how they were treated. Now, I want to correlate this. Listen, 
Both of these kids, both of these children, your children, your grandchildren, they are coming home and they are, if you're inquiring and inquiring minds right now, if you're a parent, you need to know. You want to know. Kids are coming home, black and white kids, and they're saying to their parents that they don't feel good about themselves. The white kids are saying it because they're being taught by these teachers who are saying that they're not teaching the kids to judge themselves or others by the color of their skin, but yet the kids are going home telling the parents that they don't feel good about themselves because the color of their skin is being pointed out to them. It's being pointed out to them. And the white kids are not feeling good about themselves because they are being told that they are the spawns of oppressors and the DNA that they contain in their whiteness. Are you hearing me? The DNA that they are contained, it is contained in their whiteness makes them oppressors too. Are you hearing me? makes them oppressors too. And, and, and so what do they do with that? Huh? What do they do with that? They hold it inside. Yeah, they do. They hold it inside. And it begins to eat at them. Talking about the little white kids now. It begins to eat at them because everybody, first of all, likes to know what they're about, who they came from, what kind of people they came from. Everybody wants to know that. Even my older girls and my, my kids, they, they're, they're now, and, and you know the sad part about it is so many of the older folks who could tell us because we are going to talk about that a little bit later on here in the show, Okay. We're going to talk about why them knowing their story is very important and why you not telling the story is a travesty about how we got here as Americans. Now, the little black kids, the little black kids are going home and saying pretty much and or, or both of them are acting out. Yeah, kids are acting out. And I'm going to tell you that this whole critical race theory is uh, is is being. I'm going to hold it responsible for the crime that you're seeing on the streets in various cities around the country. I'm going to tell you that. I, I believe that. I'm going to press my case. I'm going to tell you more about how, why I feel that way a little bit later on the show. But the little black kids. They're going home and saying they don't feel good about themselves either. Why? Not because they were oppressors, but because they are oppressed mascots of people who they are being taught used them to create everything good in this country that you see. And they are being told that because of the color of their skin, they will never 
be able to get their portion of the good things that they see in America because the white kid who goes to school with them are the spawns. They are the children of the people who are oppressing them, keeping them away from the good stuff. They're being taught that they can never really have that. They're not being told, though, the most logical thing that they could possibly be told. And that is. You must point to. Being a a victor. Than being a victim, a victor instead of being a victim is what they need to be told. Hey, Fourth of July tweeted out pictures of myself and uh, a few of my uh, three of my children two of my children two of my daughters were there and two of my grand three of my grandchildren were there great grand uh, granddaughter was there with me um and let's see carissa and ever and well, yeah Brittany was there i consider Brittany a daughter so three of my daughters was there with me and i and we took a picture of the family had the grandkids all gathered around as well. I'm standing next to a grandson of mine, Trevor, who is as tall as I am and uh, just as handsome <laughs> as, I, as I was at that age. And uh, my other grandson, Nicholas, both Ever's boys, my oldest grandson, Isaiah, was not uh, in the picture, had to work. But with all of them there, we, we represented four generations I had a granddaughter there holding her in my arm. A great granddaughter there holding her in my arm. I've been blessed to be around that long. Feel good, look good. But I had her in my arms. And that represented four generations in that picture. Of American success story. Yes, our skin, uh, although my children are uh, interracial, uh, I don't know how Jane and I, she was, you know, Scots Irish. She was an Irish girl, red hair, green eyes. Uh, I don't know how we had Puerto Rican kids. Now, some people may, <laughs> some people may take that to be uh, some type of uh, racial slur. No, it's not. It's just a joke. It's just something that we used to joke about. Something I joke about even with my kids. Oh, how'd you guys turn? <laughs> but anyway... Proud to have had ancestors who survived, made it so that I could survive and pass on down to that little one that I was holding in my arms. The blessings of America that God has blessed throughout this, the, the, the fruited plains. Coming up uh, the, the bottom of the hour here in just a few minutes. Uh, in about five minutes, going to have Scott Adams on with me. Scott is president, CEO of Red State Talk, largest talk platform in the nation. The talk monster, yeah, coast to coast and border to border. And it's just going to be two guys talking, me and him. Just two guys talking about things that two guys need to talk about. Now, I want you to understand, I'm going to set this up. Scott, if you're listening, I'm setting it up. Scott was an athlete and a wrestler, um, college wrestler. Okay. I was a boxer in high school 
and uh, still work out. I work out on the heavy even today if I need to find one here. But I, I think I know where I'm going to find it. I think it's called Knight's Gym. I'm going to go there and uh, and see if I find a nice heavy bag to work out on. Keeps the whole body in shape. But now my point is this. Both of us were athletes. I played high school football. I uh, tried to play college football. Soon found out I was much too small for this. <laughs> oh, you had some horses down there. You had some horses. Uh, and so, but anyway, we love America. I need to get Scott's opinion on these folks trying out for the Olympics and don't understand the flag that they're representing. We're going to talk about that. Oh, we're going to talk about, uh, the ineptitude of Joe Biden. And the end game of why Joe Biden, huh? We're going to talk about that. The end game of why Joe Biden. And then uh, I have someone that I want to introduce to you uh, all. I think for the very first time, uh, you've heard her name uh, before, but but uh, I'm going to introduce her to you for the very first time uh, here on the show, uh, welcoming her aboard as part of the team uh, as well. Uh, and... And then to close out uh, the show with me, um, I am going to bring on Michelle. I'm going to bring on Michelle. Been with me seven years and uh, has been loyal and faithful uh, to me and the show for seven years. And a lot of times you don't get a chance to tell people um, just how much you appreciate them, you know. And maybe I don't, and, and, I, and let's see. No, it's not close to Christmas time, so I can say this uh, without having to worry. Although, wait a minute, her birthday's next week, so I might not lay it on too thick. But you, never get, you don't get a chance to tell people how much you appreciate them. But uh, here are these seven years. Fourth of July would have marked seven years that um, she and I have been working together. And she and her husband, Mark, have been just absolutely uh, wonderful, wonderful friends. And uh, they've been with me. Uh, ups and downs. I thank you for it. And she's going to close out the show with me. And we got to just celebrate this seven years. Going to be bringing on uh, some really good people. I'll be with uh, Sam Sorbo in Birmingham, Alabama. Larry Taunton is putting on something there. Fix Point Foundation is putting on something there. And they've invited me to come out. And uh, Sam Sorbo is going to be there. Metaxas is going to be there as well. Eric Metaxas is going to be there. And uh, I, I just can't wait to uh, be on, uh, be in and on with them. Uh, I just think it's a signal honor. Uh, Larry, I want to thank you for We're going to have Larry on the show uh, tomorrow as well. In fact, we'll be on a show with Larry a little bit, on, a little bit later on today, a Zoom, a Zoom show, a Zoom call with Larry uh, a little bit on today promoting the Birmingham event. And I will be diving deep in the promotion of it. It'll be from the 23rd until the 26th of um, this month, July. And uh, all of you in the Birmingham area, you be certain to get on board now. I'm CL. I'll be back in just a couple of minutes with more of the CL Bryant Show and my good buddy, Scott Adams.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. And hey, Americans, listen to me. You are a part of that success story. Don't squander it. Let's make it even better. Let's create that more perfect union. You know, five years ago, I hooked up uh, with uh, this guy. I didn't know him. Uh, he didn't know me, but he took a chance on bringing me into his uh, sphere of influence and uh, wanted to, to bring him into my sphere of influence. And I do believe that uh, you will be seeing us do more and more things together as we uh, move through this year and on, of course, toward 2024. He has uh, a radio platform that is incredibly important and becoming more and more important as the days and months and the events unfold here in our America. Red State Talk Radio, the talk monster, has a president. His name is Scott Adams, and he's a friend of mine, and I want to welcome him back to the show. Uh, Welcome back, Scott Adams. How are you, brother? Hey, CL, how are you? I'm doing you fantastically well. Thank you, Scott. Thank you so much for that. Scott, I, two guys talking, you and me, we were discussing something yesterday, man, that I, I just felt like we had to bring to this show. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about it. But first, I want to, I you're an athlete. You're, you're a wrestler. I was a boxer. And uh, Scott, neither one of us reached. I don't think he reached Olympic level, uh, but we we were okay. We were good. We were good. But these people who reach Olympic level, Scott, to be considered to represent our nation against other countries, just how grating is it on your nerves as an American athlete who may never, who will never go to the Olympics? Scott, I think it's past our time. It's past our time. Talk to us about that. Just how great, how bad is it when somebody uses that platform to 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 say that type of thing? Yeah, it's a it's a sad uh, state of affairs, you know, especially when you see these people doing it uh, never really experience the kind of suffrage uh, that other people in our in our history have uh, experienced. And, you know, it's, it's frustrating when you see these photographs of uh, there was a photograph floating around social media and the photograph was of this, you know, soy girl, spoiled little brat with a twenty one hundred dollar Mac Airbook Pro, 
say with a sticker on her um, laptop, smashing capitalism and talking about, you know, the complaints uh, that she has with her country when really she doesn't even know her history. And, and the fact is, is that she's wearing, you know, $150 Doc Martin boots. She's got a $2,100 laptop. She is capitalism paid for by her parents, but yet, you know, she is trying to uh, destroy uh, America greatness, you know? And so when we see these Olympic athletes, they know right from wrong. And that's the other, uh, other uh, problem I have with it is when you see the soccer, the U.S. Women's Soccer Communications Director denying that they disrespected Pete, the harmonica player, when they, in fact, did, and they try to cover it up with other footage and other narratives that say that they were looking at a different flag or whatever it is. We know the history of the women's soccer team and what they've been all about, the culture of their team. And for them to uh, deny it shows you firsthand that they are aware of exactly what they're doing. It's sort of like you can't cry insanity when, you, you know, it's, it's premeditated. Uh, and they uh, did this willfully and strategically. And they're basically another arm of the Liberal Party. They're being covered up uh, by by the mainstream press that is an arm of the Liberal Party and perhaps even an arm of China. You know, when we see what China is doing with respect to uh, homophobia, and yet you still see the NBA doubling down on wanting to invest in China, uh, it's hypocrisy at its finest. You know what, um, Scott? You said something earlier that I, I definitely want to want you to expand on. You said that our kids, these athletes, I mean, these young athletes, they are capitalism. Are you saying that the, they don't even realize that it is capitalism that has created the platform that they're standing on? Is that is that what you're saying? Is that what you're telling us, Scott? That that these well, yeah. kids don't even understand that what has actually made it possible for them to yeah, be who the, they are. The person who made the most sense was Margaret Thatcher when she said the problem with socialism is sooner or long you run out of other people's money to spend. And the the thing about socialism is it could never really exist on its own. Uh, it, it requires the wealth and prosperity of capitalism in order to squander it. Uh, it's sort of like, you know, bleeding the well dry uh, by piggybacking on some, some wealthy individual and stealing their money and squandering it and wasting it all. I mean, basically, these people that are, uh, these people that, that have the luxury of endorsing and uh, consuming the whole Marxism, uh, socialism rhetoric, and put, put pushing forth those ideologies uh, could not ever finance ex what it is that they're pushing if it wasn't for capitalism. Wow. And the wealth they created. You know, like the celebrities uh, who work their way up and do the right thing, and they work their way to the top, and then all of a sudden they do a switcheroo. Uh, and you could, you could look at... Um, Taylor Swift, and all kinds of different celebrities, for that matter, who come out of the woodwork. They were minding their P's and Q's all the way up until they became so big, to, the, the too big to fail. 
and then they turn their backs on their fans. Wow. Wow. And folks, I want you to take into account these names. Ocasio-Cortez, Tlaib, Omar, Presley, all of them are spending your money, but they wouldn't have the money to spend. Scott Adams, president of uh, Red State Talk, the talk monster, is telling you they wouldn't have the money to spend. Not even old Joe uh, Bernie, oh, not even old Bernie Sanders wouldn't have the money to spend if not for what? Capitalism. Scott, what do we do then about this puppet I, evidently, and you give us your opinion on it, but I'm saying this CL saying this, this puppet, pre, this puppet person, I can't call him president, that's sitting in the, in the Oval Office. Talk to us about that. I, I think it's an absolute horrifying travesty that we're seeing occur in the, the Oval Office. Talk to us. Well, we got to fight the fight. We have to actually do what we are doing. Right now it's a process. But AZ Audit is going to expose the election rigging. Well, what kind of litigation follows after the uh, truth is put out there? Hopefully we can uh, do away with these alg- these fake algorithm election machines. Uh, and then we can do what Donald Trump has been doing. You know, Donald Trump is coming out with a, a, a class action lawsuit against Twitter, Facebook, and, uh, and, and, and Google and YouTube. And that's great because a class action lawsuit can go a long way in helping us regain our voice on on social media. So we need to regain our voice. We need to get rid of the election rigging systems. And we need to hold these people accountable for the actions that uh, have taken place. You take like, uh, even over the um, course of, uh, say, our independence celebration, you got the New York Times attacking us, saying waving a flag is akin to racism, or Corey Bush basically coming out and saying that you know, America is uh, not great, and it's a, it's a country full of racists. Uh, and, you know, I beg to differ, you know, with that. And we were talking yesterday uh, about a lot of these ideas. There's a lot of room in our world to be grateful for all the things and not get lost in the tragedies and the spoils of what is happening. But we can be grateful, and we can uh, live our life with full of love in our hearts. Uh, wow. and still win the uh, win the vic- uh, get victories and win the battles uh, that are in front of us. Well, you know, Scott, when, when I hear you say that, and folks, I know Scott. We've known him. Five, I've known him five years now, and I, I know a little bit about him, his background, his ancestry, all of that. To hear him say this is very important. Because unlike many of us who are listening to this show, and in fact, probably uh, most of us who are listening to this show, uh, we don't have, I do, I have a, a little bit of Choctaw uh, um, blood in, my, in, in me, but, you know, that, that, if I had a nosebleed, I wouldn't be Choctaw anymore. And so, uh, but, but uh, Scott, Scott, on the other hand, is a Native American. Scott, when you say that you're proud to be an American from your perspective, and I don't think people actually take into account that perspective much. Tell us, Scott, you are a proud American, but yet if anybody has a beef with what America might be or could be, it has to be the Native American people. Talk to us. Yeah, I often joke over Thanksgiving. I'm like, why am I celebrating? People are breaking bread with our family. Uh, you know, like, why are we celebrating? Because we're hungry, that's why. But, um, you know, uh, Thanksgiving is a pilgrim heritage, but, you know, the, the Native American Indians got the short end of the stick on that. You know, my father was a Native American Indian chief. Uh, I'm a card member carrier of the Upper Mattapani Indian tribe. I uh, 
you know, I'm, I'm connected with my tribe. And the thing is, is that my great-grandparents, uh, our family photos in the Smithsonian, uh, and they were p- poor as dirt. My father, when he was three years old, was living in a boxcar. They lived near a stream. They didn't have electricity nor plumbing. They took a bath in the, in the stream. And so what I'm saying is I can make that beef and that complaint that says because my b- father was a victim of discrimination and, and <clears throat> government policies uh, that were flawed at the time, uh, I, I more than likely am less fortunate today as a result of my uh, immediate ancestry, my great-grandparents who I met, um, who were Native American Indian chiefs, um, and people like that. But when you look back, I was saying in this article that I wrote recently uh, that um, we, have a, we, have, we owe a sense of gratitude because if it wasn't for the slavery and the slaughter, if it wasn't for the Native American Indian slaughter or the, or the, the, the black uh, struggles of slavery, I, I doubt that Jefferson would have ever been inspired to write the words about endowed by our creator or uh, the pursuit of happiness and the pursuit of liberty and justice and freedom, if it wasn't for the tragedies that he saw firsthand and, in fact, some of the imperfections of his life where he had slaveries of his own, slaves of his own. And so you take that slavery, that slavery struggle all the way up to Lincoln, would he have been inspired to write Emancipation of Proclamation? Would Would he have been inspired to write the Emancipation Proclamation? Would he have been inspired? Would Martin Luther King have been inspired to actually voice the words of his dream speech? Would he have dreamt big, that big? And so the question is, the question is uh, for Corey Bush and people like that that hate America and that want to endorse this critical race theory and tell our children and indoctrinate our children as to how evil and bad our country is, it was those lessons that we learned, not from cancel culture and tearing statues down and erasing history, but from actually learning from those mistakes of the past, writing the documents like the Constitution, the Emancipation Proclamation, or speaking the words in the dream speech that made us all better people as a melting pot that the United States is, that we could all live together in harmony. That is the ultimate goal for all people in every, every, every uh, country. And I think that America has been blessed with a great document like the Constitution that allows us to amend it and right the wrongs of our past, like Jefferson did, like Martin Luther King did, like Lincoln did. And so we owe a debt of gratitude for that. We should have gratitude in our hearts, and we should have love in our hearts to realize that there's hope for our future, given that we've learned from our mistakes of our past. Wow. And I don't think that the um, Black Lives Matter group and the critical race theory liberals are in touch with that concept. I think they're missing that point. Wow. Preach it, brother. Preach it. Scott, I could not have said that better myself. I could not have said that better myself. Thank you, man, so much for sharing that with us. Scott, we don't communicate on radio with each other enough and i think we have so much to bring uh as far as 
you and I having this type of insight that we share privately, but I think we need to share this. And uh, I thank you again for coming on with me here today. I thank you for the Red State platform. I've got about three minutes left, Scott. Tell me, tell all of us, what type of things can we expect from Red State within the next uh, a little bit? We're going to fight the good fight because we're, we're under attack. We're under attack, uh, whether it's uh, Bill Gates wanting us all to eat synthetic beef or get a jab in our arm or put an indoctrinating uh, computer in front of everybody's face in the world, whether it's New York State calling a state of emergency uh, to take away our guns or whether it's Joe Biden's wish to go door to door to you know, mandate a, a, what was supposed to be a voluntary vaccine. Uh, so that we could achieve this 70% uh, endorsement of vaccines so that corporations can do the dirty work that's unconstitutional. See, the thing about this whole vaccination thing is if you get the 70%, the corporations can then answer to their shareholders and say, now we can actually uh, go with the guidelines that the government's put out that would never pass muster in the Supreme Court and never pass uh, muster in terms of being constitutional. But as a private company, we can actually push forward vaccine passports and push out and, and control populations like the globalists have always done. The globalists do these things uh, in controlling people, whether it's opening the borders, starting a war, creating a refugee crisis. They import these slave labor markets into their own uh, countries so as to create more leverage over the slave labor markets that multinational corporations have been enjoying for decades. That's slave labor markets in China, which is the reason why people have been kissing the ring of China. You know, in these multinational corporate uh, treaties uh, that are being endorsed by these multinational corporations that benefit from those slave labor markets. We got to put a stop to all of this. And we have to Win our elections. We, we can only do that if we get rid of the election rigging. And we have to take back our platforms for a, a bigger megaphone. And that's something that Donald Trump is doing right now with his class action lawsuits. Folks, and those are the things that are going to be coming over. Red State Talk Radio platform. Go there. The Talk Monster. Download it free. The lineup is exceptional. It's incredible. Be a part of something that is rising, about to explode. Red State. Red State Talk. My The president of Red State, Scott Adams, has been my guest. G- Scott, God bless you. God keep you. Tell Leonora that I said hello, and we'll talk to all of you real soon. <laughs> Thank you, CL. Take care. You betcha. Bye. Bye now. That was Scott. That was Scott Adams. And, hey, folks, let me tell you something. Um, you had better become a part of it. That's Listen, this is where you're going to get the real skinny on everything, okay? Believe me, this is where you get it. On uh, Red State, Red State Talk Radio, and all of the other stations that we are associated with, I want to talk to you very pointedly about something that Scott brought up uh, here in uh, this next segment as we close out the first hour. going to introduce you to somebody after uh, the top of the next hour, and uh, I'll be back in just a little bit. I'm CL. Don't go anywhere. But I was worth saving So you came and changed my life you thought I was worth keeping 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities. that You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. CL, coast to coast, border to border, throughout the fruited plains of uh, America. Yes, the bold. America, the bold. That's what she is still now because of you. Not because of any leadership that you're seeing in Washington, D.C. Don't you get don't you get it twisted? Uh, or so-called leadership in Washington, D.C. There is no leadership in Washington, D.C. And you can take Mitch McConnell with them. Okay? Yeah, I see. Take, take Mitch McConnell with them. Because there is no leadership in Washington, D.C. On, uh, from the Senate, GOP, and certainly not from... Do you ever hear anything? Has, has anybody done a, 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 a safety check or something? Uh, a health check on Chuck Schumer? <laughs> he's miss chucky chuck you're missing an action dude chuck schumer's missing an action do you hear anything from, when, when uh, before before tr- the president uh was put in exile i'm talking about donald trump before the president was put in exile that's all you heard was chuck schumer but then they actually got the senate and Ocasio-Cortez began to float ideas that she might actually ch- um, challenge Chucky. And Chucky promptly shut up. He promptly went away to his corner. And I imagine... Chucky is wrapped in a blankie hoping that she does not primary him. Which she could. I don't know why she would, but she could because the party is all the Democrat Party is already in shambles. Nancy Pelosi is also kowtowing to uh, so uh, uh, Ocasio Cortez. So Ocasio Cortez has both of them, the Senate on the Democrat side. And the House of Representatives on the Democrat side in check, which means that Ocasio-Cortez is actually influencing both houses because Chuck Schumer is the leader of the Senate. It's the Senate leader, majority leader in the Senate, right? He's afraid of her because he's afraid she may primary him. He's afraid of that. 
So he's quiet, which puts her in charge of what is happening there. Okay? Puts you in charge of it. Puts her in charge of it. What's happening there and how, how things flow. Oh, oh, no, I'm not saying that she has a vote or anything, but she does. I tell you whose vote she does have. I tell you, I tell you who cast a vote in the Senate for Ocasio-Cortez. It's Chuck Schumer. Are you hearing me? Chuck Schumer cast, when he cast his vote in uh, the Senate, He's voting for Ocasio-Cortez in the Senate, even though she's in the House of Representatives. So she has a vote in the Senate, and she has all kinds of votes in the House of Representatives, which means that she runs Ocasio-Cortez and the squad. They terrify uh, Nancy Pelosi. Now, point that Scott made. Point that Scott made when he was on with me just a minute ago. Scott Adams, president of um, Red State, the talk monster, was on with me. And this is what Scott said. Socialism cannot exist except it has the money that capitalism produces. Oh, I want you to think about that for a little bit. You should have already uh, considered it because it is the the crux, it is the meat of the argument that that we're making right now, right here. The very people who want to put down capitalism, and America and its wealth also cannot exist or even have a voice to speak against it except for the very thing they want to destroy capitalism oh say it with capitalism the free market Say it with capitalism. That, my friends, is the essence of what we all benefit from. Because we would not be a wealthy nation if it was not for capitalism. Download free Red State Talk uh, app and download free the C.L. Bryant show app and listen to the archive show and the podcast every day. YouTube soon to be coming to you. Get ready, get ready, get ready. We're going to be out there real soon. I don't know uh, what that effect may be, but we're certainly hoping to make our splash on YouTube. So come along with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation and uh, right here.
It's right here on the Talk Monster Red State Talk Radio. Now, it's not within the lexicon or the verbiage of those uh, stars. Scott and I were talking about this point. Another point Scott made of those stars who um, become stars on the national stage because of capitalism. It's not within their verbiage to give credit to where credit is due. And that is to a, 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 a system of finance, a system of creating wealth that makes even middle-class living luxurious in America. And, and, and hey, listen, and I'm living proof of this. Um, you don't have to be a mega millionaire to enjoy America. Oh, no. You just have to put forth some effort. <laughs> and, and, and see, see and, you have to, and you really have to want to. Yeah. You don't, you don't have to be a megalomillionaire to enjoy America or go where you want to go and do what you want to do. You just have to put forth some effort in planting seed in the capitalist system. Oh, say it with me. Capitalism. That's a good thing. Now, Gordon Greco would say that greed is good, and some people want to equate greed or capitalism to greed. No, 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 no. Capitalism is simply taking the risk of what you have, your capital, investing it into yourself or whatever it is promoting, and then accumulating people who need what you're offering and are willing to pay. That, that's, cap, that's capitalism in its most elementary form. You having something of personal value that you're willing to risk losing money that you have worked to invest into that, your capital, into that, that the vision that you have. And you're willing to risk it. And you're willing to work to get customers and people who agree with you or who like what you have. They don't necessarily have to agree with you. They may be absolutely on the opposite side, but what you bring to the table also brings out their point of view. And so you have the dialogue. That's valuable. And so you now have to determine in a capitalist society, in a capitalist system, how much is that worth to each other? Because surely they're going to make money off of you and you're going to make money off of them. People don't, people buy things for two reasons, personal and for business reasons. Yeah. Personal, of course, involves uh, those things that include uh, personal pleasures and that type of thing. You buy them for personal or business. Personal reasons, uh, your friends come over and you talk about what, what's there. 
you buy a nice car or whatever, uh, you know, you buy a nice car, not necessarily for your friends, but, you know, your friends are going to say, yeah, hey, you know, CL drives, uh, whatever. I'm not going to say the car. <laughs> but CL drives whatever, you know. And um, let me tell you something. I don't give, I don't get a free advertising. Uh, as far as concerned, not until we work out the capitalist thing. I wanted to prove that point. I promote them, then what do, in fact, in the capitalist system, what do they bring to my table? And what do I put on the table for them? That's your, what, judged by the content of your character, is all about what you bring to the table as your character. Are you hearing me? Oh, you, you're not hearing me. You're not hearing me. Be, in order to be judged by your character, red, yellow, black, and white, and believe me, King was talking to all people. He wasn't talking to black folks. Everyone has to be judged in America by the content of their character. I don't judge white people by the color of their skin. I judge them from what I see within, my, the discernment that God has given me into spirit, and into the spiritual person that they are. Oh, there's a whole lot of things that you'll see on the outside of a person that's not them at all. No. But, but, but what, what, what you're doing uh, when you're... When you're, when you're uh, investing in something, in a vision, when you, in the content of your character, when you bring that to the table, you're bringing what made America great. You're bringing your capital. And then you're not selling it, you're offering it to someone because it's valuable to them. And they're willing to pay you for that so that you can sustain yourself to continue bringing your content of character. It's all capital. That's your capital. It turns into money. It turns into money. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. Coast to coast, border to border. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us. Uh, we'll be back after the top of the hour. We got somebody I want to introduce to you. And then at the bottom of the hour to close it out will be Michelle. I'll be right back. I'm just a pilgrim on this road, boy. Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. C.L. Bryant Show.
Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody across America, the land of the free and the home of the brave. I'm CL, and this is the CL Bryant Show. Thank you so much for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation right here on our great in our great nation on the CL Bryant show. I had on with me earlier Scott Adams, the president of and CEO of Red State and um, all of these people that I have on today have been very important and instrumental in making the move that I'm making right now to YouTube and all that type of thing. And you've met Scott You've met Michelle on the show, but I want to introduce you to somebody who I have great respect for, and I do believe she's going to be an incredible and integral part of uh, the C.L. Bryant brand. My executive producer, Leanne, welcome for the first time to the C.L. Bryant show. How are you? Hello, sir. I'm good. How are you? Doing fantastically well. Leanne, I, I know that you're busy. I know that you're real busy, but I got to ask you a couple of questions. First of all, uh, how is your day going? First of all, it's going. I, I understand you're real busy. Yeah, super busy, staying crazy busy these days. And that's the way, folks, that Americans need to get back to doing. Leanne, a year ago, and she's conservative just like us, uh, you know, and you know, not ashamed of being an American just like us. But Leanne, a year ago. If if I had asked you, would would America be like where we are right now? Would you would you have thought we'd be in this type of situation? Uh, definitely not. Um, my thinking is that um, unfortunately, so much more has happened. You know, um, and, and I think we're headed in the wrong direction, and um, and we got to get back to you know what we were beforehand. Exactly. Before COVID. Did things change for everybody at, at, during COVID? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think for every single person out there, it changed. And do you see America beginning to come back to itself? Uh, I, I know that you've done yeah. a little traveling. In the places where you have traveled over the last month, is it the same as is is in, in some places that we're seeing in, in the country, like Chicago, we know we're free in Florida. But what does it look like yeah. in the Northeast? Talk to us. In the Northeast? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I actually just traveled um, to the Northeast. And um, right before I got there, um, they had, you know, the full mask mandate and whatnot. And um, But it was great to see that everybody, everybody in every store... Um, was um, unmasked. Oh, that's that was good. nice to see. I felt like I was, you know, back here in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's great. They, they they were all definitely taking advantage of it for sure. And so the, the 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 spirit of freedom you felt as though the spirit of freedom was where you were. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Well, folks, that's the spirit of freedom that we feel here in Florida as well. Uh, I have. Uh, just, just two women who think they run my life. The one is Michelle, and uh, the other you're hearing right now. Uh, one has uh, been been with me. Um, I, I don't, I, I don't want to say I run your life. I think I, uh, I benefit your life and, and help you stay on track. 
<laughs> she does. She does. She keeps me on track and keeps me. Tell you what, she keeps me from having to split myself in half because uh, sometimes I double book. But uh, she has remedied all of that for us. And uh, I just want to welcome you on board uh, on behalf of myself and the entire team, uh, Red State and uh, BMG, and of course the CL Bryan Show. I want to yeah. thank you for for what you do and what you uh, will mean to us in the in the future. So God bless you and God keep yeah. you continue to fight the good fight. Well, I appreciate it, CL. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you later. Bye now. That was Leanne, my executive producer, my executive assistant, uh, who was on with me, and um, she is. I'm going to have my executive producer Michelle on with me at the bottom of the hour. Going to close it out. Fourth of July. We celebrated seven years. Seven years of being on the air. And uh, Leanne uh, is the latest addition to our uh, thing that we do. And it's about to get bigger. It's about to get bigger. And I had to get here and get settled, get my feet into the the clay, dig my feet into the the dirt uh, to see the Florida sand. And I really do enjoy it, let me tell you. Uh, I really love being here. It's a a new lease on life. I feel really great. And um, let me tell you something. As you grow... As you begin to expand, you um, bring people on. And this is one of those pains, with those growth pains, and those uh, things sometimes you have to uh, feel the burn in order to grow. And that goes as well for um, a country in transition. Yeah, yeah. Transition, change sometimes, I want you to hear me, change sometimes is not comfortable at all. Oh, you hear me? Change sometimes is not comfortable at all. Because, you know, you can be, let me tell you something. You can be laying, and now this may just be me with my older bones. <laughs> I can be laying in a position, and I get kind of uh, uncomfortable in that position. I very seldom get, I get kind of stiff, you know, get a little stiff in that position. And when I try to change positions, when uh, I make a change in not the uh core value position, but when I make a a change in posture, in the way you uh, approach something, when you make that change after you've been laying a certain way in the bed, when you make that change, it, it, it may sometimes feel uncomfortable to make the change because your bones, your body, your muscles have gotten used to being in a certain position, right? Right? Because your body, your it's got and, and, and it seems uncomfortable, but you know that you gotta change positions because you, you you can't lay like that much longer or you're gonna go numb. Are you hearing me? I just said something. You you you'll go numb if you stay in the same position all the time. You stay in the same position. All the time, you go numb. You, you sit on your butt all the time. It gets flat. It gets, you get numb. 
You have to change posture, not necessarily position as far as uh, um, the way we look at things, the core value of things. But you, you do change posture. Are you hearing me? You change posture. Which sometimes in changing the posture, get me now, um, you feel uncomfortable until you get into a new posture. I uh, was blessed to uh, purchase uh, a, a new sectional as a couch. And <laughs> funniest thing, I got it in here um, to the place and um, doggone it. It was, it was one piece in it that just made it too big. So I took that piece out and, and um, it's, it's fine now. Uh, someone may make me change that. I don't know, but uh, I like, I like, the way it, the, my posture is when I sit in it. And I like the way it makes me feel when I sit on it. And um, the type of thing that we are beginning to, we are in an uncomfortable. This, this critical race theory, hear me, this critical race theory is, is, uh, something that should make us all uncomfortable. Are you hearing me? It's something that should make us all uncomfortable, and we need to take uh, uh, the posture against it so that it doesn't spoil the whole barrel. This will ruin your children. It will ruin your children from now on. It, you will have grandchildren who are so timid and cowed down and messed up uh, because of the crap that they're being fed in the schools that you will not be able to tolerate it. You will see the number of Teen and even, God forbid, adolescent suicide began to trend upward if we stay on this current course. Why? Because, because the self-esteem of our young people will have been destroyed. How? Well, I started telling you in the last hour. Let me tell you now. I started telling you in the last hour that little white kids feel bad about themselves because they're being taught that their, their little pale skin, their little white skin, is a source of evil in this country. And little black kids are feeling bad about themselves. Oh, you may think that they feel good about it. No, no. Critical race theory may sound as though it's designed to make uh, black folks feel better about themselves. No, 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 no. It is designed to make them feel even more victimized. 
So you play on one hand the guilt card of one person and you play the inferiority card on the other. You make one one group of people feel guilty. You make that, that group of children who are impressionable. Get me? You see, if you're over 35 and, and somebody's trying to make you feel guilty about your past or something like that, hey, you tell them to go take a walk off a short, long walk off a short pier because, hey, there's nothing you can do about that anyway, right? There's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing you can do to correct it. The only thing you can do is be the best you that you can be, okay, right now. Oh, people start to tell you all the time that they know, oh, CL, I know you. No, you knew me. No, you don't know me. Only the people who know me know me. <laughs> if you hadn't been around me in the last 25 years, you knew me. Yeah, you knew me. You don't, you don't know me. Okay? So, so this is what I'm saying. All of this is geared toward making both races feel the children of both races, I should say. Because if you're over 35, this is my point that I was making, you know, you shouldn't really have guilt about anything in your past. But these kids, these kids, these young people, they are so impressionable. That it is just amazing what's going on. It is just amazing what is going on here. And so when we think about it, when we think about all of the uh, things that are going on, in this country right now. You, me, everybody has a chance to do their thing. All of us, all of us have a chance to do their thing. But the black kids, the black kids are being told that they, they're not. And the white kids are being told that they're the reason why the black kids do not. Is that fair? Is it? Then, friends, I don't know what really to, to tell you, except that we need to stand up against it. We need to stand up against it, period. We need to stand up against it, period. So, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? 
And that's a question you really need to ask yourself. What are you going to do? And so, what are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? So, here we go. Here we go. Over and over, we just get washed around in this agitator of race. Agitator of race. Over and over. We get washed around. What do we do? So here we go. Down this path that Joe Biden supposedly is the arbiter of. Huh? I asked Leanne, uh, who was on with me just a a little bit ago, I just asked her, did she feel as though that uh, we would ever be here, we'd be here at this point in time a year ago? And of course she said no. Who would have believed this? Would you have believed that we were going to be here? At this point, talking about critical race theory, uh, you do know that they have sent children home whose parents are involved in critical race theory. Are you hearing me? Who are involved in critical race theory. They're sending their children home. I don't get it. I don't get why you don't get it. I don't get, I don't understand why you are not uh, just outraged about what they're doing to your kids. I, I don't understand why you're just not outraged. And so the pushback, the stand-up, has to come from you. That's all I got to say. The pushback, the stand-up, has to come from you. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. 
hands are lifted high. Our hearts are bowing in reverence. Welcome back to the C.L. Bryant Show across the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known. And that is uh, the, and that is um, the C.L. Bryant Show. Um, I want you, and that is America, I want you to stay tuned right now. I have two things that I want to do right now. There's two things that I want to do right now, and that is bring back up um, someone. Hold on just a second. I want to bring back up someone who, in fact, I had on just a little bit ago, and uh, I want you to understand that uh, I, there was a technical difficulty there. Hello, Leanne. Hello. Hey, how are you? Hey, folks, hey. I, I'm bringing Leanne back on. It, tune in. To see. Folks, when I came back after the second hour, uh, I did not connect with Red State, although I do have the interview uh, taped. Uh, I'm going to replay the interview uh, tomorrow, <laughs> but I do have it taped. I'm going to replay it tomorrow. But the feed, it was my fault. The feed was not going out. I know that it is now. Leanne, I just want to reintroduce you to the crowd and make certain that uh, our friends and neighbors and loved ones who uh, do listen to the show can, in fact, hear uh, what you uh, had to say on radio. I ask you this question. I'm going to ask you again. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you a year ago, just just being living your life, did you ever think that Americans would, uh, we would be at this point in time? Talk to us. Well, you know, it's, um, it's, it's great to see that, you know, we are getting back to where we need to. Um, we were very lucky here in Florida that, um, you know, we have a great governor that um, that uh, really considered us as people and, um, you know, never shut down the country like crazy like other locations. I was telling you earlier that um, I had taken a trip recently up north and the week before uh, we got there, they were still fully masked. And by the time I got up there, no one (laughs) was wearing masks anymore because I'm sure like everyone else, they were relieved to be out in public and not be, um, you know, feeling like they didn't have that right. So it's a good thing. It's good to get back. Um, you know, it'd be nice if the country could get back to where we were. (laughs) Absolutely. um, Absolutely. If the country can get back to where we were, folks. And that is exactly why the C.L. Bryan show is expanding with people like Leanne. She's my executive assistant, keeps my train, keeps a train, of course, on the track. And it has been, it almost derailed a couple of times. I almost had to split, split myself in two. And of course, she caught uh, that and uh, overbooked. You know, you just overbooked. But that's a good problem to have as far as it's concerned. Leanne, I want to welcome you on board. Thank you for being a part of the team. Well, thank you, and it's a pleasure to um, be a part of the team and working with you, CL. God bless and keep you. I'll talk to you real soon. Okay. All right. Have a great day. You too. Bye now. Now, I want to bring in my 
executive producer. I want to bring in someone who has been with me through thick and thin. That's her. If she answers the phone, she may be mad at me. I don't know. But uh, and, and I would not be surprised if she is. She always she's always mad at me about something. I want to bring in now uh, to the show uh, the other the other woman in my life. And that, <laughs> and, that and, and, and hey, Mark, 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 I know I, I had your approval to say that uh, the other woman in my life who, who thinks that she run my life. You just heard. I just introduced you to uh, my executive assistant who keeps my schedule for me. But I want to introduce you to the other woman in my life who has run my life for the last seven years. Here is, you've heard her name before, Michelle. She's on. What's going on, girl? Not much. Just hanging out, waiting to chat with you, the superstar. Congratulations Well, on spending seven years of your life on radio seven years michelle and you you know it has not been easy it has not been easy michelle i gotta apologize uh for the delay because i forgot to hit uh the way the setup is now and you know how it's set up the way the setup is now i uh have to uh, make the connection to red state by hitting um connect again the second part of the hour and i forgot to do it i actually forgot to do it yesterday too but it, it'll become a muscle <laughs> reflex <laughs> but you know you know what's funny so i thought okay seven years what can we talk about and i wanted to count up how many hours that you've been doing this and i'm gonna say it's not as many as i thought you know two hours a week five days a week it only comes out to 520 hours a year well that's not i bad. mean people binge watch news you know, um, Netflix more than you do radio. I mean, it's only 520 hours. That's not bad. It really isn't. Not bad at all. That's a year. But for the total of seven, it's approximately 3,500 hours. Wow. 3,500 hours of your life the past seven years. Wow. Has been spent doing this. Isn't that interesting? And you know what? I, I, I have enjoyed it. I really have. Uh, you know, uh, you've driven me totally nuts. But but just the same, uh, you know, I, I really am. I'm, I'm an anxious, nervous wreck uh, because of her, this, this, this voice that, that uh, you hear. And, You're so bad. Yeah. But, you know, when we started out, neither one of us had done radio before. Seven years ago, you hand me your Rolodex to say, call all my friends. And some of those friends, like Burgess Owen, seven years ago, he was just your buddy. And I'm calling him because he's a, an NFL Super Bowl champion. Well, now he's a congressman. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, John Kennedy. John Kennedy. Senator John Kennedy. That's right. We used to bring him on he the show here. before he was senator. Was he Louisiana State Treasurer, I believe? He was I believe- Louisiana State Treasurer. He was Louisiana State well, Treasurer. Mike Johnson, I'm sorry, but you're a rock star congressman. In 2015, he was running for state rep. Yeah. Local state representative. He's not just a congressman. He's the attorney for the president defending him in the impeachment process. Yeah, that's our guy. And he's our good friend. Oh, Mike. Mike is our good friend and now counsel to the president of the United States. He was on the C.L. Bryan show. How about old Bill Cassidy, Senator Bill Cassidy? I thought you didn't want to talk about Well, that. we might as well bring him up. We might as well bring him up, you know. Uh, hey, he was nobody. He was nobody when we oh, first please. met. Yeah. yeah, please. Well, the Bill Cassidy He was a doctor. Was a, he was a good doctor for sure, yeah. Well, he was a congressman in South Louisiana. He worked 
he, at, at a, a community hospital that was a charity hospital, unlike other states, Louisiana has a lot of poverty. What I do admire about him as a Republican is that he worked in public health trying to help people that couldn't afford to see a doctor. We got him elected. I mean, C.L. Bryant, you have a, a medal on your general badge that says you helped unseat Mary Landry, which was, it's like getting rid of Nancy Pelosi. Glory to God. You helped do that. And you brought all the factions of the Republican Party together to achieve that goal. Glory to God. That's something good that came out of that. Now, what he's been doing lately, I think he's been drinking something in D.C., hanging out with Mitt Romney and has gotten confused about who he is and who he represents. But another good story, Dan Bongino. Dan Bongino. Dan Bongino. He was running for Congress yeah. in Maryland. Yeah. Came on the show. I, I had known Dan through Freedom Works, folks, and uh, way back before Dan uh, was even running for Congress. But then they introduced me to this guy named Dan Bongino. I met him in Kentucky, actually. Uh, Freedom, uh, it was some kind of Freedom Works event. And I uh, knew Dan, and Dan came on the show. We did. You can actually Google C.L. Bryan and Dan Bongino, and uh, we have this thing on on uh, YouTube when he was in Baltimore, and uh, okay. helped me do this mini documentary there. Dan was very little little was not known, but he was known to no, the C.L. Bryan show, wasn't he, Michelle? No, he wasn't well known at all. He was still sound and great interviewer. You guys had great interviews because of his experience. In the Secret Service, that's yeah. one thing I like about him. He's not just a talking head. He does have actual real-world experience, and yeah. he is very uh, – yeah. but it's just amazing to me in a short time, the timing of you beginning this show and all of the changes that have taken place. We actually did win in 2020. Voter fraud is a very bad thing. Oh, my. You mean but you're it, one of those conspiracy-type people who are saying oh, that, oh, my I don't goodness, think I can't believe it. I'm appalled when people say to me about numbers of fraud, like, what are we doing with fraud? I can't buy, download an app fraudulently, but you can vote? I'm sorry. It doesn't work that way for me. But aside from that loss in 20 with the president, the whole time that we've been on the air, we have made gains for patriotism and Americanism and the GOP platform the entire seven years, even the 2020 election. That's what also upsets me is the president got so many Congress people reelected that were not supposed to win except on his coattail. Yeah. But you've been part of that. It's like a movement, CL. And you know and what, Michelle? Uh, down through the years, we've had uh, people on like uh, Judge Janine Pirro many times. Paula White times. is a friend of the show. Sean Hannity has been on the show yeah. several times. And Glenn Beck. Uh, all of yeah. them have, yeah. uh, have been. Judge Janine. Judge I mean, me. you did rock events star. with her rock in star. Louisiana. Yeah. She is a rock star. It's we were Moon Griffon and I, uh, Moon Griffon, who is known as the voice of Louisiana, a friend of mine. Jeff Landrew. I mean, not Jeff, Jeff Landry. Jeff Landry. Jeff Landry. Who hopefully, I hope, I really hope you guys either get him or Mike Johnson is the next governor. I will be there. Uh, and let's, let's mention somebody local, Michelle, somebody who I really want to trumpet, and that is our good friend, Mario Chavez. Yes. Mario yes. Chavez, That's right. uh, our good friend, uh, who I really hope will be the next mayor 
of Shreveport, Louisiana. I'm saying it loud. I'm saying it clear. I'm saying it proud. He has the right stuff. Elect Mario. Well, I can't tell you to elect him, but I'm going to tell you this. Take a good look at it. <laughs> oh, absolutely, Theo. The minute he puts his hat in the ring. But he's been on the show. He's been he's worked behind the scenes with us before he ran for office. He's just a community supporter. He works in the community. And that doesn't just work for Shreveport. That's the idea behind all of this. We've got to stop sending prima donnas to DC. We've got to start sending people and getting people engaged and involved. And Mario Chavez, he's that guy. Another high point, though, CL, was that Sarah Huckabee, yeah, the press agent for the president, used to be my book contact. I would book her dad through her yeah. for the show. Yeah, Sarah Huckabee. Family. Sarah would Little book me. Sarah used to book me onto the governor's radio show. I remember when Sarah was his screener. That's <laughs> funny. I know. Yeah. In just seven years, and it's. It just, uh, what is your, so I think what everyone wants to know is your thoughts, seven years have passed, and reflect on that, but then what do you see for the future? Michelle, I believe that uh, our message will be one that helps people come out of that room that uh, our friend Dr. McMillan describes as that three-roomed house, but he'll help us come out, it will help us come out of that room of the past. Uh, it seems to be the most comfortable room in the house for so many of us, especially in our minds. We love to spend room and spend time in that room of the past. But the, the thing is, Michelle, as I reflect on it, and thank you so much for the question, uh, as I reflect on it, I, I, I do believe that uh, people don't realize there's not a picture on the wall, there's not a piece of furniture, there's not a memory that you can actually change about in that room of the past. It, it is what it is. And you have to live for now, and you have to live in the room of the future as well as far as the planning is concerned. But And all that starts with us being now. And so what must we do? We must tell the American story. You're a story of triumph. I'm a story of triumph. Uh, our people came here from different parts of the world, but we're here. And, hey, look, you and I are on the phone together. You and I are on the line together. Uh, and we've worked together and doing business together. Scott Adams is a Native American. I had Leanne uh, introduced her uh, for a few minutes uh, to uh, the, the show, uh, to the people uh, here that we deal do business with. And so, Michelle, we're expanding. Jared has to come. I want Jared to come on. But, you know, it, reflecting back, we, we've expanded so much. We've shed off some things. We had to, had to take some different turns along the way. But that's the way the river runs, isn't it, Michelle? Yes, it does. It makes an interesting river. Well, I think it's just interesting. I thought seven years ago and then five years ago that this was such an important time. But I think now is the time for you, your voice, your experience, talking about critical race theory. It would have been unthinkable to us seven years ago if people – actually, no, because you kind of knew people were crazy. And we tried to warn people that if you don't deal with these things, just like a disease, it just gets worse. You have to treat the symptoms. There are – there is unrest. We live in a city in Shreveport, Louisiana that's almost 60% black, and the majority of that is in poverty. Certainly, they were affected more by COVID than other people. But we have to look at the reasons for that, and they have nothing to do with their color skin. It has to do with that corruption that your friend Vince Ellison talks about, that you talk about within the black community. 
the black pastors, the black, you know, nonprofit workers, and the Democrat leaders, which mostly are white, yeah. that keep the people down underneath them, and they don't want change. My optimism is they're bringing up critical race theory. They're talking about Black Lives Matter like this is some type of black power moment. Well, the true empowerment to a black person is what you talked about in Runaway Slave. Exactly. And I'm looking at this as an opportunity for you to get some more slaves to run away <laughs> and see you as the alternative to Black Lives Matter. Isn't that amazing, uh, Michelle, uh, how we now actually want to be judged, it seems, by the color of our skin. And, and uh, you know, I mean, even people are, I mean, I'm talking about black folks in particular. Uh, and Michelle Tan's real dark, by the way, but she's a white girl. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, but just the same, it, it's one of those things that it, it seems like the, the whole script has been flipped. And um, I, I just don't understand how we swallow, how can we be happy with the shootings, the murders, and the killings? And I want you to stay with me through the break. Uh, how can we be happy with that here in America? How can we allow that to go on? How can black pastors in Chicago not actually take, I mean, tangible action against what is going on? How come Lori Lightfoot is still hasn't been recalled as mayor of that city? What's happening here, Michelle? I mean, stay with me. Uh, don't don't go anywhere. You just hang right there. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, set some things up for us as when we come back. Hold on. I'm on with my executive producer, uh, Michelle. And uh, the question is, how have we allowed this to happen? We saw this happen. You know, you do know that this did happen in front of your very eyes. David Copperfield, the greatest magician, perhaps, has been around for a long time. He could not have pulled off this type of deception, but I want you all to remember that Jesus Christ did tell us, he warned us, Matthew 24. They asked him, what would the sign of the end of his age be? He said it's going to be not wars, not rumors of wars. No, it would be deception. Be careful, beware, beware, no one deceive you. And friends, the type of deception that is going on right now is absolutely biblical in its proportion. And it, we are being, or they would like to, have us swept away in the tidal wave of critical race theory. Not me. Stand up. Push back. I'll be right back. I'm CL. Don't go anywhere. Seven years we've been with you. Be right back. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life You thought I was worth keeping So you cleaned me up inside You thought I was to die Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities. that You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. 
Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always in the heaven hand. And for the flag I stand. CL back with you coast to coast, border to border throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story because of you and people like you who understand what we are about. And I got to tell you something. I got I to gotta ask you something. Ain't that America? Ain't she something to see? Let's make sure that she's still around for our children, our grandchildren to experience the beauty of our great land. On with me is uh, someone who's been hanging around with me now for over seven years. Oh, it's been up, down, all around. I tell you, uh, there have been some things uh, that we have been through. <laughs> and uh, and so, but we have survived it just like our ancestors did. We, we're still trying to survive. That's all. That's, and you know what, folks? You Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? That's what, that's all life is, surviving this situation, God helping you from day to day to day, making sure that you're still there for your kids and those who you care about. And so the next generation has that responsibility to survive. How will they do it unless you pass the torch? Michelle, welcome back to C.L. Bryant's show uh, you've been a big part of it, big, 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 big part of it, and I want to thank you publicly. Uh, let's see, I might have to send you a little extra for your birthday, but uh, I'm gonna gonna go ahead. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, right. But anyway, uh, you have fun too, girl. But happy, happy early, early, happy birthday uh, from me. And uh, again, uh, yeah, thirty again. <laughs> Like you said, David Copperfield pulling off this fantasy. I'm going to say, CL, and you travel around the country, and I'm very fortunate to get to do things around the country because every state is different. The majority of Americans don't live in a community like you're from and where I live that is majority black. I get to work with people that don't look like me. But when you're going to these other states and we can look at the numbers and the data that have a very small black population, they believe anything that they're told. Oh, you're bad, you're white. Really? These people in Wisconsin that came from those Denmark and Norway 200 years ago, they didn't have slaves, and they weren't black either. They fought in the Civil War, even though there was economic things involved by the leaders of the Union Army, but the soldiers were white men, thinking they were freeing people from slavery. So I'm a little confused how we're not celebrating the Union rank-and-file soldier that thought that they were laying down their lives to, to free slaves. You know that's, what? That's not being talked about. You bring up a very interesting point. You remember a guest we used to have on, California Ted, Ted Hayes? Oh, yes. Ted yes, Hayes would love, <laughs> would love to bring up that point. He said 750,000 white men died on both sides, and counting both sides, in this cause, Th- those 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 lives, d- you know what? 
that proves what our, are we the only nation who has gone to war right. against itself yeah. to free yeah. people? And they were That's black. That's the story of the Civil War. Now, as a Southerner now, I was born a Yankee, but since I got here, I see things, you know, as you said, you're a Southern man, and you're no different than a white man at Southern. All Southern men are Southern men. I don't care what color they are. Southern or, men are know. Southern men. I don't care what color That's they are. That's, That's true. So true. That is true. I'm telling you, but yeah. I think that we need to use that as the memory and history of the Civil War. And wear it as a badge of honor because truly, in the rank and file mind of the soldiers in the Union Army, they truly believed that they were freeing people from slavery. And nobody is talking about that, but we're going to. And you're going to hear it around the country because the left always overplays their hand. And you talk about the Lord, well, that's about the truth. Truth always wins over lies, it always does. It may take some time, but it's going to win in the end. Because the truth is, we're not a racist nation. And the only racism I see is like what you're saying with Lori Lightfoot. She is derelict in her duties. People that are black are being murdered in her city, just like in my city in Shreveport, Louisiana. Every day there is black on black crime in Shreveport, Louisiana. And yet they want to say that the chief of police is the problem. Yet wow. when you talk to the individuals, they notice the lack of fathers in the home. All of the – you talk about systemic racism. It's called welfare. It's what the Democrats have done since 1965. That's your systemic racism, wow. but not – Wow. Wow. You know, Michelle, I was thinking that um, you haven't – you probably haven't seen this movie, but Mark and you would love – you and Mark would love watching this historical film. It's called Glory. Morgan Freeman, yes. Matthew Broderick, uh, Denzel yes. Washington are in this film. It's a story about American pride and also black soldiers in the Union Army. It, uh, you should see it. You should see it. But this, this is my point. That movie most likely would be opposed in its filming if they tried to make it today. It would not be, it would not fit the narrative. It, it could not. I doubt that Morgan Freeman would make that film today. I doubt that, well, Denzel might, but, but uh, Matthew Broderick, he wouldn't make that film today. He wouldn't do it. Wow. But that was a, that's one of the great American films. But it, it couldn't be made. Speak up for truth, Steele. We need to promote that film. And the number one film we're promoting is Runaway Slave that can be purchased even today on Amazon. That movie was so ahead of its time that I think the younger generation, those people under 40 that are black and conservative now, I think that 10 years ago they watched Runaway Slave I to thank see God. the way through that you prepared for them. I thank God that uh, he uh, gave us the, the vision, gave me the vision to create that film, and I thank him for Luke Livingston and that crew and and uh, yep. Ground Floor Production, that crew, of Freedom Works, yes. Freedom Works, yes. who uh, put the fire to it uh, as far as uh, fuel was concerned. And uh, I want to thank them for it. It was ahead of its time. You see your, ble- your Brexit, uh, your Blexit, Blexit movement. Uh, th- that all came out of that concept, mm-hmm. my film's mm-hmm. concept, all of that. There was no Blexit or any of those types of people around. There was Dr. Thomas Sowell, who was in the movie. 
there was Andrew Breitbart, who was in the movie. And uh, his Man, name, I'm not hearing his name much anymore. We need to start telling people about Andrew. Oh, definitely, we can talk about Andrew Breitbart because yeah. he took down Anthony Weiner. That's right. He it, knew about the deep state and the swamp. Anita Moncrief are both mutual good friends. That's right. She was a, a Democrat uh, worker in falsifying things for polling. That's she right. knows all about voter fraud. And That's she's right. a Republican today because of Andrew Breitbart's work. And we just need to, uh, yeah, CL, I think the future is bright. I think we just have to continue to tell the truth, speak up, and not mince words, and not be a whiner. Anybody can complain when the ship gets rough and rocky, but it takes real leaders and genuine patriots to say, no, I see the direction we're going in. Let's full speed ahead. Right. And, you know, uh, my mentor, uh, Andrew was my friend, but Herman Cain was a mentor of mine. And Herman's in the movie. He's in the movie. And so uh, Dr. Thomas Sowell is in the movie. Uh, All of them were trumpeting this. All of them are champions of mine. We all stand on others' shoulders, recognize them. Honor them. I honor Dr. Thomas Sowell. As mm-hmm. talk about a trailblazer, Michelle, Dr. Thomas Sowell was a trailblazer. Herman Cain, trailblazer. And you gave our good friend Andrew Breitbart his props. Trailblazer. We're just joining, we're just taking up our our trailblazing tools, our machetes, whatever it is. And we're just knocking out the weeds in front of us. We're doing that. The swamp still needs to be drained. And we're doing that here on the C.L. Bryant Show uh, daily. Tune us in uh, every day. Download free the C.L. Bryant Show. Go to clbryantshow.com. We'll soon have YouTube up and uh, functioning. Going to try and make our splash there. Uh, Freedom Works is going to help us with that. We're going to partner with them. Wherever we are, uh, there we will be, the C.L. Bryant Show. Michelle, I want to thank you for coming on with me, my good friend. I want to thank you so much. You're welcome. I just want to leave it with this. What you just talked about, the trailblazers, it's about free-thinking individual. The free thinker is the trailblazer. Anybody can do that, even in our crazy world today. Amen, amen. Amen, amen. Thank you, girl. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye now. I'm CL. That was Michelle uh, on with me. I had Leanne. I had Leanne on with me uh, earlier. And I had Scott. Scott was on uh, with me as well. Fabulous, fabulous guest. All a part of the team. All a part of the team uh, here. Everyone playing their individual positions. The only one that didn't come on today during this anniversary is Jared. Although I'm going to have Jared on. Uh, I'm going to call him tonight. Uh, have him on tomorrow. Have Jared on with me. Jared is my main man as far as tech is concerned. You heard from Marlon yesterday. He was talking about that, uh, oh, the Knights Jim. Uh, um, i got to get the name of that. I've been wanting to become a member of that. And so all of the crew. Everybody uh, who is a part of uh, my little my little circle, well, everybody who is a part of this little radio circle, uh, is um, is on with me, and uh, of course Leanne, who is my um, uh, executive assistant, she handles my personal uh, things. It's become uh, pretty fast and big. I'll be in Birmingham. I'm going to be on with Larry Taunton 
a little bit later on uh, here today, and I'm going to have him on with me tomorrow. Larry Taunton will be on with me, understanding what's going on, understanding the times, uh, what's what's happening in America. Is I will join him, uh, Kim, um, Sam Sarvo. Well, we'll be with her uh, as well in Birmingham on uh, the 23rd through the 26th of this month. That will be a very wonderful occasion uh, to be with that that crowd, that group, uh, to make that new acquaintance uh, will be a very wonderful wonderful time. And so I look forward to it. I look forward to it. I look forward to bringing that back to you as well. Um, God bless you. And God will keep you uh, is certainly my desire. And it is my prayer for you. All of you who listen to the show, it is now more than just about any other Time, it is now time to see and understand that we must hold our ground. We must occupy until he comes. I want to thank him. I want to thank God for uh, bringing us to the close of yet another day. I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I am able to talk to you again, I'm CL. And my heartfelt desire is that God will bless and keep you all. Road, boy. 